0: This podcast is sponsored by valleygivesback.org. What will you be remembered for? Name a Valley nonprofit in your estate plan and create a legacy that tells future generations what matter to you. Making a gift that costs nothing during your lifetime is easy and revocable if things change. With a planned gift, you have the power to impact the Valley forever without affecting your current lifestyle. Your action inspires others to make a difference in their own way. Remember the Valley. Ask your accountant, financial planner, or attorney about planned giving options. Plan now. Give later. Impact tomorrow. Learn more at valleygivesback.org.
1: Post-literation, critical reading, dumbed-down nation, signs of breeding TV sucking ideas from our head, public discourse just about dead. We'll ride the dinosaur, yeah, ride the dinosaur. Our readers are in
2: Gene, can you hear me? Hey,
0: Chris, how's it going? I can hear
2: you. Yo, doing good, good. All right, you ready to go? Let's do it.
0: Hey, welcome to Navel Gazing. My name is Eugene Driscoll of Valleyindie.org. This is a weekly, sometimes several times a week podcast that I do and publish on Valleyindi.org and iTunes and Google Play and Libsyn and even YouTube, wherever your podcasts are sold. My guest in this episode is none other than Christopher Bowen, a Seymour resident who serves on the Seymour Economic Development Commission. Welcome back to the program, Mr.
2: Bowen. Always good to be here, Gene.
0: And I wanted to have Chris on because I thought he had a great post on his personal Facebook page, I don't know, a couple of days ago or a week ago. Oh, I should say that we're, we're taping this via Facebook Messenger. Uh, I'm pro- my levels are probably a little low right now, so I apologize. All the millennials start complaining when they, if there's too many spikes and stuff like that. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm 45 years old. I don't know what I'm doing. But uh, what was I saying? Oh yeah, and also I'm home in my basement taping another episode. My child is upstairs. Son Jack very sick. Got some kind of stomach bug that's really knocked him out. Dog running around. It's just chaos in my house. All right. So Chris, like a week ago. You had this great post on your Facebook page about some news coming out of the Seymour Economic Development Commission. But I guess before we get into the news, like the progress that's being made in Seymour, first tell us what the Seymour Economic Development Commission is. Explain to me like I'm an idiot and what your role on that commission is and, uh, you know, the salary you're pulling down for your service in Seymour. (laughs)
2: <laughs> the only person who pulls a salary is Kurt. Every one of us, including the selectmen, are volunteer positions. So I just want to put that out there right there. Um, my salary is—I get a pat on the back sometimes.
0: Hey, um, but you— and, but the real, I guess, the real salary for you is you can make a positive difference in the community
2: where you grew up. A positive difference in the community and help the world to see more of Seymour.
0: Bam! There we go. Copyright uh, oh, that is 2019, bad. Christopher Bowen.
2: So Economic Development Commission is an advisory commission whose basic goal is to find ways to increase the grant list. Increasing the grant lists by working with business owners, working with businessmen, large and small, to act as their advocate, if you will, and also to serve as an advisory to the Board of Selectmen and of any other boards, or commission in town that has an interest in growing, in growing our grand list, growing business, bringing some, bringing an increased tax base to the area.
0: And it seems to me, just as someone who's an outside observer of uh, these economic development commissions in our various towns. Uh, both here in Connecticut and then—well, actually, no, New York didn't really have any, so I can't say that. It's very important for the commission to uh, be supported by and to work with your legislative body. Like you mentioned the Board of Selectmen and the First Selectmen. Uh, I've seen other towns where the Economic Development Commission sort of peters out and goes away. if, Let's say there's a change in administration, but it sounds like this board uh, is newly—not uh, f- formed, but it's—what's uh, that word? Reconstituted? I mean, I guess it's been a while now, but there's a bunch of new people and fresh blood on there who are looking to get things done in Seymour, correct?
2: As of right now, of the five people we have on this commission, and it was seven until the um, until the number of members on appointed commissions was reduced. That happened over the election.
0: How did two people, like who did you decide? How, how was that decision made? It was like a survivor type thing? or Like how did that happen?
2: Basically, first one out. Um, Oh, wow, that's too bad. We had six. Um, Somebody had their uh, appointment expire at the end of December, and the selectmen didn't renew them because that would have brought us to six. Gotcha. So as of right now, I believe the only person that we have on our commission who's been there over a year, I say over a year as in before 2018, uh, is our chairwoman, Christine Allen.
0: Say that name again. I think you cut out for a second.
2: Christine Alleman is our chairwoman.
0: Gotcha. And are you? what's your position on the commission? Are you like vice chair or something like that?
2: I'm the vice chair, and I'm also the um, social media outreach organizer. Basically, I'm the guy that hired our intern. That commission right now is one person. But and vice chair and social media. What's My your business. Twitter
0: and Facebook if people want to find out more about the Seymour Economic Development Commission?
2: On... Facebook is our primary method of communication, and we are Seymour EDC.
0: Seymour EDC. Gotcha. Okay, so that's the uh, whole rigmar- rigmarole about what this commission is. Uh, I mean, but now there's been some news. What's, what's the news, Chris, as I drone on and on?
2: Okay. So back in 2011, the town hired a gentleman by the name of Fred Messore to be our uh, economic development director. That was his job, was to basically be the liaison for – be be that one liaison, and he would be – he would report back to the EDC. But the EDC didn't have any effective oversight of that position. Um, It can be argued that the job, whether just due to circumstances, wasn't performed adequately at the time, and Mr. Massor moved on to – other businesses. Uh, he's a real estate agent is his first job, and I believe he's working out in West Haven now.
0: And it was a part-time. It was a part-time job. We. Yeah, should point part-time out,
2: job. Yeah. Um, part-time job. Hired about I think forty thousand dollars. We were paying him to do the job, um, but there were there was still a lot of confusion around town as to what to do, what permits to file, who to go where, what has to go in front of zoning, etc. So. When Mr. Massour moved on, it became our commission's job to try to find a replacement, whatever that replacement may be. Because um, one of the things I brought up to Mr. Miller was, do we possibly want to go full time? And what he told me at the time was, we're, you know we were finding trying to find work for Fred after a while uh, at 20 hours a week, so why would we, why would we want to go 40? I do want to note um, when that vote first came up for in 2011, Kurt was the only person to vote against it.
0: When the position was first created. Correct. Right, yeah. Yeah, there's um, debates in every town for listeners out there. I, I've seen this debate a lot where it's always questioned, do you really need an economic development director, particularly in smaller towns? In some bigger communities that I've covered, uh, it's more of a, a, a patronage job to some extent. It's it's not a no-show job, but it's definitely a, a sort of job that uh, your political buddy gets. Uh, not saying that was the case here at all, but we see in like in, in other cities or towns surrounding Seymour, uh, economic development director may hold two or three hats because obviously uh, everyone's trying to keep the budget as lean as humanly possible.
2: Right. So what we did, uh, we started this goal about a year ago. And since that time, we've debated, we've looked at what do we want in the director? What are we, what is our goal? What, are, what do we want this person to do? And during that time, we received a presentation from an organization, uh, a a profit organization that works with towns across the state called the Connecticut Economic Resource Center, uh, CERC for short. And they offered to take our economic development director duties onto them, onto this organization, so we'd have a front person, but it would ultimately be under this group. And they would take those duties, they would liaison with business owners, and they would also give a fresh perspective on what we, um, what we can do better in town, what they think that they that we need. And we decided on the on our last meeting uh, on the fifth, we voted for nothing to hire cert to do our economic development role. so we are going to have a full-time we're going to have an organization work we haven't worked out the Particulars on how many hours they're going to work, how much we're going to, um, how much, what they're going to be involved in specifically. We've got some committees working on that now, but at the end of the day, we've decided to go forth with hiring CIRC to do our economic development role. And the way I foresee it is, we'll probably end up paying less money overall for a more efficient handling of the work, which is what's going to happen when you've got multiple people able to take it instead of just one.
0: Okay, and does this have to? Do you know a dollar amount that you'll have to pay, or is it do you, do you join the organization and pay annual dues? How does the fee structure
2: exactly. work? We will have one person as our front person, um, basically as our economic development director. She will be on the. Uh, she'll be her name will be on the site, so it won't be it won't be Rory Burke anymore. Right now he's the contact, but his plate's extremely full. Kurt's plate is extremely full, so it'll be her. It'll be, it'll be her name on the placard, basically. And Chris, and
0: I'm sorry. Go ahead. I interrupted. Go ahead.
2: We have not finalized any kind of financial details. Um, they do charge an hourly, hourly rate, but we haven't finalized any of those details, so I'm not really comfortable in speculating right now until that's fully done.
0: And does the board... Not the board. Yeah, the board. The board of selectmen, do they have to approve this as well, or the board of finance or anything like that? I'm not sure how
2: it works. We have... A, we have a budget, and we're within that budget.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, so this is, are you still on, or were I, you You were an alternate on the P&Z, right? That's correct. Uh, are you still on?
2: Yes. Yeah, right. I'm so, still on, and yes, I'm still on P&Z.
0: So is this like, uh, I don't know if Seymour does this, but a lot of P&Zs, like in Derby, they have a consulting engineer company. Basically, you have a consulting company uh, on hand to help you out uh, with, with these matters. We is, do as well.
2: But is that essentially what's
0: happening with this Economic Development Commission? You're bringing in CERC to be your consultant, essentially.
2: Basically. We're bringing in CERC to be consultant slash grant writer slash whatever we ask her to do, as long as it's within the agreed-upon time frame that we've asked them to do. Uh, And another benefit to this is there's no contract. If we decide that this isn't working out in three months, we can just cut and run. That was a problem that we had with the last um, director, where he was under contract. This isn't a contract gig.
0: Okay, so with the position, not necessarily with the person, but just the way the position was set up, yeah, uh, exactly. you guys were at a, at a disadvantage. And you mentioned something else. Uh, I mean, you've got – you apparently this – I would assume CIRC has a lot of uh, different uh, people in their office who are experts. I mean, obviously, uh, economic development, if you're going out and marketing properties, that's one set of skills. Grant writing is a whole other set of skills, but hugely right. important – uh in in the Naugatuck Valley especially because a lot of the you know, if you have a dirty property, former uh, a mill or anything like that that needs to be cleaned up, you gotta be able to write grants to get that. And it's hugely competitive. So what are some what are what are the other advantages? Is that one of the things is that one of the reasons why you went with this company as opposed to say like hiring me or Joe Blow off the street?
2: Not that I not that I was in the running,
0: but I'm just saying, you know what I'm saying.
2: We have a grant writer in town, but they any assistance that we can get from Cirque who have you know, it's a big company. They have a lot of they have a lot of hands in the pot. They have a lot of hands that we've talked. People on our commission talk to other towns as well who have gone through CERC and are working with CERC and it works with CERC. Beacon Falls work works with CERC. I think Guilford, but I'm I'm not 100% sure on that. But other towns around the state do work with CERC, and we've heard pretty positive views. So, do, do you? Does
0: any does any uh, like cir- success story with the development of a property or attracting somebody, an investor to a town st- <clears throat> stand out? Do you have any uh, stories like that, or probably I'm a, I'm a,
2: pick off the top of my head that stands out as something I would say this is the reason we hired them? Um, because that might not be applicable to our town. Every town has different circumstances, so I'm not really comfortable picking out one thing that they've done or one thing that stands out above the rest. It's just about having a presentable face that's able to be flexible for the roles that we need. If we have a Realtors uh, event going on in town, we can have that person go instead of having people take off work. I took off work for last year's event. Um, if we need somebody to meet with a prospective business owner, that business owner comes in and meets with the person that is hired from CERC. So there's a lot of flexible roles that we can have them do. They could, they've even offered to help us with promotion and social media. Um, they've offered to work with our intern who's 16 years old. She's not experienced. So that's that's huge. Just better ways to advertise the town that a novice like me might not know. Mm
0: -hmm. Um, And then just in terms of their resume, maybe not a project that is going to be completely applicable to the town of Seymour, but if I'm somebody listening, I mean, God bless you if you're this far into this podcast, but like, because uh, economic development, this takes some commitment, this is like taking medicine, but God bless well, uh, the fact that people are doing it. But what's like a, what are they known for? Give me something, give me something.
2: What they're known for is being a front for consulting and getting people through the process of opening a business. There's no, there, there's no miracle tonic that I can give you that, is going to make a layman understand it. It's about getting through any small town, whether it's a big town, whether it's a big city, small town. Bureaucracy is bureaucracy, and I've seen people go in front of planning and zoning, whose whole dreams were shot up because they didn't have the right permit, or they didn't get the right work, or they started working on something, just to find out that they were too close to a pipe and had to cease and desist put on it. So, bureaucracy is bureaucracy, and the people that are opening up business aren't really schooled on their bureaucracy. We hired CERC because they have the expertise to get people through that process and handle you know, the other frontward-facing issues that we need as well. So, if you're looking for some big, kind of, if you're looking for some big story to tell you that this is what Circ does and this is, it was only because of them that they did it. I don't really have that.
0: Okay, um, gotcha. So it's not like because uh, I'm used to like Derby, where you have uh, giant, obvious. Parcels in dire need of redevelopment, and you have uh, like a guy like Carmen Desenza part time trying to lure in somebody uh, to do this. But you're talking more about sort of the everyday nitty gritty. Hey, you want to open up a, a business in Seymour? Make sure you do this, this, and this first. Or somebody, uh, somebody that uh, a, a resident or a potential business person can bounce ideas off and get to know the rules and all that good stuff. That's sort of what you're describing.
2: A little of both. I'm more interested in the rules than having somebody that's going to be in front of the camera. Mm-hmm. Um, and, Car- and what Carmen's trying to do in Derby, that's fine, because we, but all these, all our towns have obvious developable plots that need work. You know, we all have brownfields. We all have businesses that we're trying to sell. I mean, there's Housatonic Wire, there's the old Seymour Lumber site, there's there's a lot of parcels. I mean, there's area there's area to be sold. I believe up around Haynes. So there's a lot of parcels that could use work and trying to get people in there. Yes, they can fill that role just like Carmen's filling that role in Derby. Um,
0: Right. And I guess, are you going to have them? I'm kind of looking at their website as you were talking in the town of Beacon Falls. uh, They're, they're a consultant like you had mentioned. Uh, they helped create a marketing campaign and included the design of a billboard on a major interstate to direct prospects to a custom website showcasing a catalog of properties. Do you envision, and then everybody gets mad at this, but I'll ask anyway, do you think they'll do some type of study first or uh, uh, you know, get an idea of what the market is? Or is that already done? Do you already have that stuff in hand and you can just hand it to them and go, let's go, Cirque?
2: No, they've got casual knowledge right now. They're going to do a full study when we go, when we full, go forward with hiring them. And then they'll be able to present to us, um, present to us their ideas on what the market is. And one of the questions that I asked was basically, what happens if somebody comes in and says, I want to open up a vegan dog treat boutique on Route 34. Are you willing to tell them that's a very bad idea? So one of the things that impressed me was to basically say yes, we would find a way to politely tell that person that their resources are better used elsewhere. Um, which is good because we want that realism I'm not interested in personally I'm speaking personally not for the, not for the board um, we're not in- I'm not interested in somebody who's just gonna be in the, in the papers all day if somebody wants to open up a business like a burger place or another pizza place whatever kind of business you have to open up and they're not already familiar with the town we want somebody there that's going to guide them through this process so that when they get in front of planning and zoning which I'm on, then it's just a simple matter of saying yay or nay. And I'm always going to say yay.
0: Right, gotcha. Although, like, you've you've brought up in front of the cameras once or twice now. I got it. When you look at Ansonia, I am impressed by what's going on on Main Street there, and and not comparing or, or disparaging one town compared to another, not in any way. I mean, we all want every town in the Valley to have a thriving business scene. We all live here. We all want that to contribute to our tax lists. Our, to our grand list, and you know, have better, uh, better services, and hopefully less taxes. But what they've done with that little Ansonia recharged, and the constant posting on Facebook, and sort of tooting their own horn a lot, uh, it, it has been pretty effective, wouldn't you say? And 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 the fact that they have, uh, you know, a, a business owner or a property owner like I guess Jerry Norserino down there, uh, who's you know done some redevelopment. Uh, there is something to be said for getting the word out there.
2: That's true, and there is definitely a role for that. And one of the people that we did bring in to talk to us before we went on this process was Sheila O'Malley. Okay. Um, their economic, grant writing, etc., guru in Sonia. So we brought in Sheila to give us her expertise as well, and she was gracious. She spent two hours talking to us. I've got reams of notes that she gave us, which is brilliant because she's been working in this her whole life. I'm some bloke that works in IT that read a couple books and have a couple good ideas, so I hate to say I'm an ideas guy. But in terms of the nitty gritty, I'm not an expert. Uh, we have experts on our commission. Mike Marcinek is an expert. He's all he's got his imprint all over business in town. Everybody on our commission brings a fresh perspective uh, from their own perspective, which is great. But we needed people like Sheila and you know Mike on our commission to come in and say, okay, here's the reality, and here are the little nitty-gritty things that you don't know until you work with it day after day. And Sheila's resume is impressive, and the Waterbury and Sonya, etc., all these places different. She's worked for Democrats and Republicans. So when I say that person in front of the camera, uh, I don't say that disparagingly, because you need that person. You need somebody to get it out there. Um, but we've got to build our foundation first.
0: Gotcha. Uh, and is there anything else you want to add about uh the Economic Development Commission bringing on CIRC that I haven't asked you or anything like that?
2: We're just, it's very, we're in the early stages right now. It's, okay. I'm finally glad to say, and what I put on Facebook uh, was that I was finally proud to say that we took a major step. Um, the first thing that I did when I got on my appointed commissions and boards was put on a nasty gram saying, people need to go to the damn meetings. Now people are showing up. You know, the, we've got good commission members now who are active and involved and we have all the things going right now and now it's starting to bear fruit yeah and and it's
0: impressive i mean you guys spent a year deliberating this and deciding which was the best way to go because you had that opportunity in a way you know uh, your former economic development director moved on and so now you had that clean slate so credit to you and the uh, other people on the economic development commission for doing what you're doing
2: well, give credit also to Kirk, because Kirk... Now, oh, oh, come he on. Wins. Like
0: He gets enough credit, Miller, him oh, and his Facebooks. Know, hey,
2: listen, the election's coming, so I'm going to get all the nice stuff out of the way before October hits and we all hate each other.
0: Oh, okay. Until the
2: until after, day after election day, when we're all friends again. But Kirk did tell us, listen, we want to make sure that you take the time to get it right. Don't don't rush forward a solution to just to have a solution, just to make progress this is your chance to get it right. And we did. I think we really did this time. And I do want to credit Kurt for giving us that support because it was it, it was important. If he wanted to get something done ASAP, we'd have been under pressure to maybe make a different decision.
0: Yeah, that's good to hear. How about in terms of the uh, micro economy up there in Seymour, can you report uh, any new shops opening up? I actually, I, I went to Seymour the end of January. I was there at the Strand Theater. The first time I ever... Stepped inside the Strand Theater, uh, to see Artie Lang sold out show. Went to, uh, I went to actually, there's like a wine bar right up there. I'm, the name escapes me and you know, it's right next to the Strand. I don't know if you're the Boxcar. The Boxcar.
2: Boxcar 1757. I've I, heard, I haven't had a chance to go yet because the one time I went, they closed on Sundays Okay. and that was unfortunate, but I, I really can't wait to go to the box Um, yeah, I road, love I too. love
0: that. I love downtown Seymour. It's just awesome.
2: I love it downtown. I like I like the antique vibe. I like the um, I like the overall feel of downtown. Right. I just like walking downtown just for the sake of it.
0: I'll right. My, yeah. I'll,
2: down, I'll take my dog on walks downtown. I'll just walk around town. Um,
0: I was in I was in the uh, the, the uh, box car there, and I thought I was in Jimmy's, and it took me a while because it was this it was the show had sort of already started. And then yeah. I realized, I'm like, wait a second, this isn't Jimmy's?
2: <laughs> so I ended, well, up, there's I ended up going. What's the difference between Jimmy's? I'm sorry, Boxcar 145. Not Boxcar.
0: 17. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. I, got, I
2: was at Tavern 1757 last week. That's where I got that.
0: Oh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. My right, brain. Yeah. Apologies my to Boxcar. Really but then I went to Jimmy's uh, with my buddy after the Artie Lang show. So I got to see... Uh, this the first time I ever went there, too. I've driven by a million times. But I love that... I mean, this isn't really economic development, but whatever. But it, I love how the inside of that bar, it looks like the bar at a Pulp Fiction where Bruce Willis uh, uh, meets John Travolta for just a second uh, with, with... I think it's Giancarlo Esposito or somebody like that. Not Giancarlo Esposito. Another dude buying the, My name's Paul, and this is between y'all. You know, that scene where it's all bathed in red and leather red. I just loved it. It was cool. So, uh, but and, and I had asked you anything new going on up there in Seymour.
2: Well, there you go. There's no real tape cuttings that I can think of. Of course, I'm I'm a hockey guy, and it's playoff season. So anything that's been going on around town, I've been kind of unaware because I've been buried at a rink all day. Um, but just you saying that you went to the Strand, Artie Lang sold out. Jackie, Jackie the Joke Man was there last week. Yeah, then you went. Then you went to a bar, and then you went you went to a restaurant, a bar, and a town institution. That's what we're looking for. We're looking for that. I hate this word synergy. We're looking for that a, a way to maximize that synergy to get people coming in, get people coming in from other surrounding towns, and bring them in from elsewhere. I'm trying to find out. I'm still doing the research. It's kind of ticky tack. I haven't gotten as far with this as I should. I'm trying to get us on some tourist registrations. Um,
0: I'm sorry, say that again. I didn't hear you, Chris.
2: I'm trying to get us on some, I'm trying to look into what it would take to get us on some tourist registrations. Oh, gotcha. Uh, um, bring in the people from Litchfield County where the money is um, and where they specialize in that. I want to bring them in from Litchfield County. Bring them in from Fairfield County. Um, you get think- some of that Fairfield County money up here.
0: I just had an idea, and uh, uh, maybe this is already done. But yeah, you got Treehouse Comedy Productions, which, which has been in Connecticut forever, has started to bring comedy shows. I mean, good comedians up to the Strand. Uh, right. I'm a stand-up comedy amazing. fan. And, yeah, you had you had Artie, Jackie. Next month, uh, in April, you're going to have Bob Nelson, who's a you know HBO legend from one of the original yep. Rodgy, Rodney Dangerfield uh, uh, yeah, young comedian I mean, what's things. That, Robert Klein. What'd you say?
2: I, I mean, who's next after that, Robert? Clark.
0: Yeah, right. yeah, it's a good, it's a good, it, it's a good uh, mix. But I saw that a lot of people parked outside, and they, I don't think they knew what was around them. So I thought, oh man, if if at the Strand they were given out like a little business directory, like here's where you can get a drink now that the show's over, here's a little restaurant that's still open, like some type of directory to sort of uh, uh, guide you through. Uh, Seymour's downtown. If you're just showing up for the first time, what do you think? Huh?
2: That's a great idea. I'm not we've charging been... you 40 grand for that. <laughs> well, that's a great idea, and we've been working on getting. So, we've been working on our pres- presentation um, in terms of getting that thing. And Sonya, uh, and Sonia comes up again. They had this big platter, this Sonya Recharge thing. Yeah. Um, which is a great idea. We just we haven't had the time to execute it yet, but we're getting there.
0: That's awesome.
2: Uh, yeah, that is a great idea with the treehouse being there, and we want people to see what's around. Um, parking is another concern. I want to... That's... Um, I think it's a bigger deal than some, because when I go downtown and talk to people, that's the number one complaint that I have, is there's not enough parking, and there's a particular problem near with Tracy's, where it's really tight.
0: Oh, really? Okay, yeah.
2: Really tight that. and no handicap parking. So... That's problematic, especially with T and Tracy. They're big, they're famous, you know, they're pretty famous, and they need that handicap parking in case they have somebody older coming in. Gotcha. So that, that, if if you were to ask me to identify what I think the number one problem is right now, I'd say it's some missed opportunities downtown in trying to make what's good better and just easier to get around.
0: Gotcha. All right. You know what I want to ask you about now? If you have a second,
2: yeah, take uh, I, I'm yours. Take your time. Give me some uh,
0: some video game news. What do you, What are you playing now? Now I've video. I've gotten way into uh, Friday the Thirteenth the game. I know you're not into uh, survival horror slash or slasher movies, as far as I can tell. But I'm even going to buy it. I mean, they can't add any new content because of a lawsuit from the original screenwriter against the producer. Uh, okay. So there, there's nothing new to the game, but it's coming to the Switch. And I own it on PS4. I own it on Xbox One, and I think I'm going to buy it on the Switch so I can, like, you know, go to the Derby Board of Aldermen. If it get things get a little slow, I'm going to be just killing counselors. Okay,
2: well, let me ask you a question. I know what the internet's like at Derby Town Hall. You're going to be able to play that game there.
0: Yeah, no, maybe I'll get. I'll do it off my phone. I'll use the uh, cellular on my phone. That that's, is a problem. I mean, that's a big problem,
2: you dude. I, you are deep. If you're going to hotspot your phone to play your Switch game at Town Hall, that's deep.
0: You, do you think it'll work, or do you think you, you, you're just commenting on how addicted I am now? To I even started live streaming, man. I started. I I have a an account like on it Twitch. Work
2: in that part of town, as long as you're not downstairs.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the basement. Don't go in the basement. In the There's basement. Nothing in Absolutely, uh, nothing works. But um, so, is there anything that you're playing? And then I'll, and then I'll let you go. Any new games or anything like that?
2: I don't have a whole lot of. I haven't had a whole lot of time to play. You know, sit down and truly play a whole lot of video games lately. Game hockey season. Yeah, you um, got a life to live. I get it. <laughs> if you want to call it that. But I haven't had a whole lot of time to play the way I want to, despite my wife laughing in the background. Um, I, I'm, more, I'm pretty much sports games at this point. NBA 2K19 is really good. Um, I like Pro Evolution Soccer. Those are the main games that I'm playing.
0: And what do you play on?
2: Uh, PS4 for that and I'm also really into Civilization 6 what's it called? Civilization 6
0: alright alright I got a PS4 I'm gonna have to hit you up and start uh, joining some of your games that
2: game's not on PS4 it is on Switch though
0: oh okay alright 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 cool
2: Civ 6 is kind of like a city builder game where you find you just build your cities from like ancient times up to the future
0: Oh, that's cool. You know, I bought like The Sims for my son because I remember playing uh, Sim City like in 1992 right. at Somers High School and I, I loved it. Uh, but then I got The Sims game and it's like these characters and it's almost weirdly pornographic. It was totally different than uh, yeah. Sim City. And apparently I, you know, I should have done some research. Viv but...
2: is like Sim City, but on a grander scale.
0: Oh, nice. I might have to check that out. So it's on the Switch, huh?
2: You can find a version of that on Switch, it's PC. They have it on iOS now as well, um, but PC oh, and Switch.
0: I got my kid a, a PC for uh, for Christmas for, so he can play Roblox and do some... Uh, yeah, I got to figure out what Steam is.
2: There you go. And uh- before I go, I also want to give a um, condolences to the Stanek family. We lost Karen Stanek over the weekend. Longtime select woman, longtime teacher. I didn't go to the high school, so I didn't have her as a teacher unfortunately, but she's just done so her and Fred and her husband have done so much for this town. Um, and Fred's such a wonderful person. I know he's hurting right now. So I just want to give my condolences to Karen, you know, Karen's family, to Fred and everyone else around town who's hurting because this really hit us hard.
0: Yeah. I was amazed to see the people that came on, uh, you know, online on social media and just former students, uh, remembering, you know, a teacher they had uh, in the 80s that was really nice to see. She must have been a great teacher uh, for that many people to share their thoughts, memories, photos from yearbook pictures from back then. And yeah, they are. They're a special family. Like, talk about civic uh, duties, that that sense of civic responsibility that I think is going away. Uh, They have it. And yeah, it's too bad. Condolences, too.
2: Generations and generations of people. I mean, she graduated... Seymour High in 1966. Mm-hmm. I was not born for another 14 years. And other people that I know around town you know, went to the same class and have been involved. People like Karen and some other people around town of that era have been in town politics since the 70s. That's unbelievable. And that requires so much fortitude, so much patience. Um, I have to give my I have to take my hat off to these people, because everything that I'm going through right now and just kind of learning the ropes they did 40 years ago, and in Karen's days she did it until she passed away to mm-hmm. the day. So the seat will be filled eventually, but no one's going to fill those shoes. It's not possible.
0: Right, exactly. All right, Christopher Bowen, I want to thank you for taking the time to bring people up to date on what's going on in Seymour. I really appreciate it, as always.
2: Thank you. Thanks for having me. Take care. Bye.
1: course just about dead. we'll ride the dinosaur yeah ride the dinosaur our readers are in the